The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Earlier this week on this show, we talked about getting a diagnosis of cancer and how that can affect your world, the world of your loved ones, and some of the programs out there that can help out. Well, getting any type of life-changing diagnosis can be a kick in the butt, and there are many ways of handling it. Our next guest faced his diagnosis of young-onset Parkinson disease in 2002 at the age of 41 head-on. John Baum. Bauman is a lawyer and an author of the book, Decide Success, You Ain't Dead Yet. He's also now, 17 years after his diagnosis, an internationally recognized inspirational and educational speaker on life with Parkinson's. And he joins me in studio this afternoon. John, welcome to Edmonton. Thank you for having me. Oh, how would I do that? I put the button on. Welcome to Edmonton. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm very pleased to be here. Now, you're here for the, uh, the 2019 HOPE Conference. Parkinson's Association of Alberta is putting it on to Friday t- t- tonight. I'm speaking tonight and tomorrow all day. And uh, home right now is Sarasota, Sarasota Florida. Florida. I, because because I, I couldn't practice law anymore and uh, I couldn't teach at university because of the progression of my, my disease, I um, became an inspirational speaker and I can live anywhere. So we, we actually got on a map and picked a place. Not a bad place to pack, that's for sure. Um, For those who don't know, John, what is Parkinson's? Parkinson's, simply put, is a lack of dopamine in your brain. Your brain naturally creates its own dopamine. When you get down to 20%, which is quite low, you, you develop the symptoms of Parkinson's, and um, and then you get diagnosed with Parkinson's. So it's 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 you have to take medicine to 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 replace the dopamine that's missing. Now, typically, on average, when would when is that um, average diagnosis age? Well, the typical age is in the 60s. Mm. Uh, I happen to get it at 41, hmm. which Michael J. Fox is a great example of yeah. someone that got it at 29 of all things. Uh, it just it just so happens that the uh, his whatever produces dopamine in his brain and my brain stopped producing dopamine or slowed the production. So what what made you go to the hospital at, at first? What were what were your symptoms? Well, it's interesting because I didn't I didn't know the symptoms and I didn't even recognize that I was different. Um, and my primary care physician told me to go see a neurologist, but didn't tell me why. Hmm. So I went to see the neurologist, and I was the last patient of the day. The receptionist had left. She gave me paperwork to fill out. I handed the paperwork to the doctor, and the first four words out of her mouth were, you have Parkinson's disease. And I said to her, what do you mean? She said, you have all the classic symptoms. Your face doesn't show any expression. Your eyes don't blink. If you notice, I don't Mm -hmm. blink. Um, My arm doesn't move when I walk. I have tremors. And he also mentioned, she also mentioned handwriting. And I said, I'm a, I'm a lawyer. Of course, my handwriting is terrible. <laughs> but it's really interesting because my handwriting gets get, is big and then it gets smaller and smaller as I write. Okay. So when, when they told you that you had Parkinson's, had you ever heard of it before? I'd heard of it just because of Michael, Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. And Muhammad Ali. Yeah. I was living in Louisville, Kentucky. But I, I also, I said to her, I want a confirmatory test, whatever it takes to, to prove that this is true or not. And there, there really wasn't one at the time. And she said, um, the, only, the only way to confirm it is an autopsy. Well, I said, I'm not going <laughs> to, that's not acceptable. Yeah, I'm not dead yet. Not de- ain't dead yet. Ain't dead yet. So when you're, when you're told you have Parkinson's, at the age of 41, you were a lawyer at the time, um, you were teaching uh, as well. Um, what, went th- what went through your mind? Quite shock. I was in denial at first, and then I was in shock. I drove back to my office, and I don't remember the drive. Mm. It was like seeing white light, 
and um, everything was in slow motion. And I had to, there's so many things to decide. Uh, how do I tell my f wife? How do I tell my children? How do I tell my parents? Um, what do I tell them? I don't know enough about it. Mm -hmm. And I started doing a lot of research on it and became a, I, I, I should have my doctorate in Parkinson's <laughs> after 17 years. I was on your on your website today at uh, johnbauman.com and one of the things, one of your blogs, you talked about going public. Um, and, and going public could be in this way and getting out there and speaking publicly, but going public when you're starting to share your diagnosis with your family, your loved ones, your friends. How, do you, how did you know when was the right time? What, how did you, how did you process all of that? Well, I'm a, I'm a action type person and I wasn't, I didn't really contemplate it very much. I said, I need to tell my board of directors and I need to tell my, my, my family and I need to learn as much as I can this afternoon and then, you know, express it to them and tell them I'm still researching it. But uh, surprisingly, the, the chairman of the board, the uh, founder of our company, uh, said to me, when I told him of the diagnosis, he said, I love you. What, what did that do for you? It was, it was so emotional. It was so touching. Did it give you some... Well, it filled you up. I mean, 17 years after the fact, it's bringing tears to your eyes right. right now. Him saying that I loved you, did that allow you, did it make you feel support? Did it allow you to keep moving forward in it, this point? It, it was incredibly in incentivizing, insp inspirational, because he didn't have to say it. And it, it's, it's not a, it doesn't seem appropriate for a man to say that to another man, but it was. It, it was. it was the perfect thing to say. That's all he said. And he passed away about mm. six months ago. And mm. fortunately for me, I went back to Louisville and I spent a, an afternoon with him. And I, I told him how, how important it was that he, he did what he did. And he just showed what a, what a person he is. The support, um, you know, and, and I know that we're, we're going to get into this a little bit more, but the support, so from the chairman of the board saying saying those words and then support from family and friends, I mean, that is really something that must carry you a little bit in that initial, um, in the initial days and months after diagnosis. Let me tell you, a lot of people are ashamed of the diagnosis or humiliated because the handshake, I can't button my buttons all the time. I can't put on my clothes without help sometimes. And you just have to get beyond that. And what, what, what the positive side of Parkinson's, and that's a hard thing to say because it is horrific disease. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. But the positive side of it is the sense of community you get. The way, the way people show their true, true self when, uh, when faced with adversity, the way my family handled it, the way m my parents, there was a World Parkinson's Congress in Washington, D.C. in 2006. They came, they drove up from Hilton Head, they're in their 70s at the time, and met me at the conference and met my doctor. And it just, it just shows and demonstrates how, how people feel about you and they're able to express it. And that's, that's a wonderful side benefit of Parkinson's. Call it a side benefit. <laughs> but there's so many positive side benefits to Parkinson's or any, any life-changing event. Like what? Well, I just, well, the first thing I mention is, is the sense of community. Yeah. I, I, have, I used to live in a country club community, and there's nothing wrong with that. And the, the, those people are very successful. Mm -hmm. But, but the, the discussion was centered around their house, the new kitchen they're putting in. The, uh, the new car they're buying. The next trip, How whatever. How much money they make, what trip they That's not, that becomes very unimportant when you're diagnosed with Parkinson's or other life-changing event. 
And what you do is you, 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 you bond with people. You have something in common. And that's, isn't that what, we, what life's all about, mm -hmm. to bond with people? I started a boxing group in Sarasota, Florida. My wife actually called up the, the, the owner of the boxing ring and uh, said, have you ever worked with someone with Parkinson's? Mm -hmm. She said, no, but I'll learn. And I, I went and we started a boxing class. There are 50 people now par wow. with Parkinson's in this class three days a week. It's amazing, and they're, they're my closest friends. Community. Um, what about telling your kids, letting your kids know uh, about it? And I guess part of that, and I don't know how your kids might have been still fairly young at the time, to to make sure that they weren't scared about this. That you know, you know, this is what's going to happen with dad or not. You know, how did you talk to your kids about it? Well. Um, talking to my kids was a very difficult thing because I didn't know enough about it and mm. I didn't know how to put it in terms that they would understand. So I didn't t talk to them as extensively as I would have liked. My son is now a lawyer. He's <laughs> 27 years old, working in Louisville, Kentucky. My daughter, who was born without a diaphragm, she had a birth defect mm. and ended up with cerebral palsy, just graduated last week from college. Um, so they were, they were young, 17 years ago. My daughter's 22 now, so she was five. Um, and she, she's been a marvel. She, she said to me the other day, Dad, you know, it's, this is harder on you than my cerebral palsy is on me mm. because you, you knew different. I never knew any different. Yeah. Yeah, how prophetic is that? Yeah, you know we do a we do a, a fundraiser here for the Stollery Children's Hospital, and when we talk to to, to kids who have gone through you know uh, amazing amounts of treatment and uh, you know just have diagnoses of, of of diseases that are you know this long, the stuff that we learn from them, the strength, the courage, the the fearlessness, it's quite amazing. It's amazing. I, I was a, the board chair in Kentucky of Make-A-Wish Foundation. Mm, you know all about it. And I got to go to three wish, and one was pretty impressive. Lady Gaga, <laughs> uh, one of the wish child wanted to meet her, so she she went backstage before the performance, and the wish child, just the things that come out of their mouths, she said, are you going to wear your red shoes in the <laughs> concert tonight? And Lady Gaga said no, and she whispered something to the stagehand who went and got the shoes, and she signed them and gave it to <sighs> her. Mm. And they actually delayed the start of the concert because of that. And it was just a, an amazing thing to be involved with and to see, see a celebrity like that take, the, take, the, take on the, the, the role that she took on. John, um, we're here talking to you because you're in town to speak at the, uh, the, the Hope Conference. It's all about Parkinson's uh, disease. And, but your message, your message that you're, you're, you're talking about, that you're sharing with us this afternoon that you'll share tonight is really not just for Parkinson's patients. It's, it's for anybody, anybody who has been uh, diagnosed with, uh, with a disease, with something that is going to be life-changing. And, and I'm, I'm guessing somewhere in there it could be very easy to feel sorry for yourself. Absolutely. And, and I, I have bouts. I have... I have times that I'm that I'm not able to do the things that I'd like to do, and it, one of the things that they don't talk about very much is the the effect it has on your self-esteem, mm -hmm. your self-image, your self-worth. Um, it's changed. I'm no longer. I don't practice law anymore. I'm no longer John Bauman, an attorney. I'll always be an attorney, but uh -huh. I don't. I don't. I don't. That's not part of my title anymore. It's not part of my my image. It's not part of myself. But I do other things, and I've reinvented myself, and that's what's important. My message is be positive. you got a choice. You can smile, laugh, and be positive, or you can 
whittle away and, and be negative and, and crawl up in, in a ball on the side of, and on your bed. Be positive. And secondly, do the things you need to do. There are things you can do to, to affect your quality of life with Parkinson's or any other illness or condition. You need to do them, like exercise, like nutrition. That's, that's critically important. And you need, to, you, need to take, you need to enjoy the fact that there are things you can do to influence your experience with the disease. Let's talk more about your message and let's talk more about your book. Let's just talk more right after this. I'd love to. John Bowman joining me in studio this afternoon. John Bauman joining me in studio this afternoon. He is speaking. He is uh, a Parkinson's patient. Uh, he is in town for the Hope Conference, and he is an inspirational speaker. He's, he travels all over the world now talking and sharing his message about, about diagnosis. And it's not just necessarily with Parkinson's. It's really with anything and just what to do to get through it, and maybe with your family as well. We were, we were talking uh, before the break and during the break, and I wanted to ask you about this because we talked about you know finding the time to tell your your co-workers, your family, all of that sort of stuff. I'm wondering, you know, because oftentimes a, a disease diagnosis can have a big impact on a marriage. How have you handled your diagnosis with the marriage? That's a very difficult question, but I'll answer it for you because I, I want to talk about everything. My wife, my wife at the time, and I were were, were not having were having problems as it was. Mm. This ex- exacerbated them. This this made it worse. And she was willing to try. But I don't think she would have been the care provi- care partner that I needed, and it's 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 she's found someone else and married and very happy, and I found someone else and I'm married and very happy, so it maybe accelerated the time frame of of the end of our marriage, but um, everything happens for the best, mm-hmm. or at least everything happens for a reason, and we we've come out on the other side in a better better shape than before, but it, it does it, it it does intensify. Whether you're whether you're tight or you're not, my mm-hmm. wife today, Bernadette, is unbelievable. She is she is my, my everything. She's there for you. She's giving you the support and the strength. And, and she's she's unbelievable about nutrition and exercise. <laughs> when I met her, I was 215 pounds. Really? I had really bad cholesterol. I was taking medicine for cholesterol, and I wasn't fit at all. I thought I was fit. I used to play softball on weekends. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> but I used to play tennis and golf, thought, thought I was fit. I didn't know fit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what training was. Mm-hmm. We would tra- box training. We'd do kettlebells. We'd do everything under the sun. And she, she fed me nutritious food, and it's amazing. It is amazing what a difference nutritious food is. Plant-based, Mediterranean diet, whatever you want to call it. When she makes me a meal, I say to her, you fooled me again. This <laughs> tastes great and it's good for me. John, uh, we're almost out of time, so um, want to give you the last word here. I know your message is you can fight through it. You can continue on. You can still go on and do great things is what you're showing right now. Uh, for those who are going to be at the conference tonight and hearing you speak and those who are listening, maybe who have just been diagnosed maybe with Parkinson's, maybe with something else, what do you tell them? What do you want them to know? First of all, there's help out there. The P- Parkinson's uh, Association of Alberta is is there for you, and it's it had they have programs. We, we went and I sang um, karaoke this morning, <laughs> and got no satisfaction by the Stones. They, they've got weights, they've got groups, and it's much better to exercise in groups. So get involved. Don't 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 become a hermit. Don't isolate yourself. 
social activity is very important. And there are, gonna, there are things I can't do anymore, and there are things that you can't do anymore. But there are things you can do. Focus on the things you can do. Reinvent yourself. I've had to reinvent myself several times. It, it, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible that I have to do this. I'm not saying it's a great thing, but there, there are side benefits that you can find, and you can, you can get through this. You just need to, need to seek out the help and do everything you can do to influence the experience you have with this disease. John Bauman, thank you for joining me. Thank you for sharing your sto- story. You're welcome. Thank you for having me.